Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CBA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace and solutions to current marketing challenges. Welcome to episode number four of the CVA Grain Exchange. I'm your host, Luke Beckman. Following the July supply and demand reports today, uh, July 10th, uh, following the June 30th report a week ago, my guest on today's program is Eric Lisey. Eric is a grain specialist out of our CVA East Hub location. Eric, welcome to the CVA Grain Exchange. Thanks for having me today, Luke. Eric, give us a little background about where you're from. Yeah, so I'm originally from Wisner, Nebraska. I grew up on a sixth-generation row crop crop farm, Um, been farming with my dad, and then attended the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, majoring in ag economics with a minor in agribusiness. Um, Throughout my time there, I did an internship with uh, ADM as a grain merchandiser up in Mankato, Minnesota, Um, worked at a soybean crush facility there, and after my internship, I applied for the position of grain specialist with CVA, and now here I am. So a recent college grad then, Eric, uh, this last winter. Tell us, you know, from a college grad's perspective, what was attractive about CBA? CVA was really appealing to me because it is a rural um, cooperative system where I could be able to come home and be part of uh, a lot of rural farmers. Um, With CVA as well, they offer a lot of different benefits on the grain and agronomy side, which really appealed to me as well and being involved in all aspects of agriculture. Yeah, really having that local feel and opportunity to be uh, working a professional industry, professional job uh, right here in your hometown. So let's dive into the numbers today, Eric. Um, July was the out at 11 today. And, uh, you know, no no objective yield data goes into figuring up uh, a yield forecast for the July report. That'll happen next month. Uh, so no surprises on the yield front today. Corn and beans both remained unchanged. So we did see demand revisions, though, and then USDA incorporated uh, acreage revisions from the June 30th planted acreage report. So those were the changes today in corn. Uh, we did see 100 million bushels come off of old crop feed demand. That was largely expected and implied uh, in the stocks report June 30th. Ethanol uh, demand cut again by 50 million bushels. So overall, old crop carryout grows by 145 million. Uh, over on the new crop side of the ledger, that 5 million acre uh, cut uh, did come off, of course. Uh, so that cut production by just shy of 1 billion bushels. Um, but the USDA did cut new crop feed demand by 200 million bushels. That's something we'd been talking about. They had the opportunity to potentially cut demand as this crop got smaller, and they did do that today. Um, on the uh, ethanol side, they left that unchanged for new crop. So overall, uh, new crop demand gets cut by 175 million bushels. Uh, new crop carryout drops uh, from 3.3 billion down to 2.65 billion. So still a healthy size crop, but much better than it was a month ago. Eric, what were your takeaways from today's report? Right. Yeah. So from today's report, it, it was kind of a n- more neutral report here. Um, seeing, you know, what happened on the, the June 30th report where they can't, they came in and gave us a lot of obscure numbers really affected the market there, especially with the planted acres number and the stocks being cut as well a little bit there today. It kind of all put it into perspective that, you know, they're planning on a lot smaller crop. Um, there's a lot less acres out there. 
And we're also seeing how, you know, effects of um, a lot of different market um, tensions have really kind of really set back here. So that's where, you know, we're looking at what are we going to be seeing going forward here? Yeah, and we, you know, we kind of got some news right as the numbers were coming out today that we were talking about just before we cut this, uh, just trade and comments about uh, Donald Trump and some uh, concerns about phase two. Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Right. Yeah. So right at 11 o'clock is when the USDA report came out and there was a report that President Trump came out and said um, that the phase two deal will probably be off due to some COVID issues with China not handling it back there. You know, there's still a lot of uncertainties with what was said, but I know there was a lot of tension in the market that really caused the big sell off after the report came out today. Yeah, corn and beans didn't like those comments. Um, you know, just looking at a fairly neutral report, not bullish by any means, uh, didn't feel super bearish either. But uh, felt like that certainly had something to do with today's price action and really maybe a, a weather forecast that didn't look quite as hot, quite as dry uh, as we close down the week here. Um, so really, as we think about, you know, where corn closed today, Eric, you know, thoughts on, you know, maybe what farmers should be thinking about here with the corn market the next week to 10 days. Right. Yeah. So especially with the down market today, we've seen a lot of volatility. And I think, you know, going forward here in the next one to two weeks, we really need to be seeing if there's any opportunity to, you know, have an up day in this market to make some sales. You know, we're still seeing a lot of old crops sitting out there, especially on CCC loans. Um, so I believe that, you know, if we do get a positive um, aspect here, we really need to reward the rally and make a sale at that point. Um, also going forward here, you know, new crop, if we see some levels get um, higher to that 365 on the December futures board, I think we need to be looking at making some sales there as well, since we're finding some resistance around those levels. Yeah, we, we have not been able to break through 363, I believe, on the December corn chart that stopped us a couple different times now. So until we get through there, uh, that 360 level uh, seems to be an attractive spot and we've got a little work to do after today to get back there. But uh, we're getting to that point in the calendar, Eric, where, you know, we're going to get through pollination at some point here. And uh, the market's shown us historically that it likes to uh, de-risk after we confirm that we've gotten through that. So thanks for the rundown there. Uh, let's look at the soybean balance sheet here today. Uh, similar to corn, no yield estimates uh, go into this or objective data rather. Uh, so the bean yield at 49.8 was not touched. Of course, uh, we did see the acreage revision from the June 30th numbers, bean acres up uh, 300,000, uh, which is much less than we thought you know, going into June 30th. So those were incorporated. Now on the old crop side, crush demand went up again, uh, up another 15 million bushels uh, to 2.155. Uh, the stocks report uh, uh, at the end of June really implied that we were going to have a negative residual demand in today's report. We did see that residual demand at a negative 46 million bushels might imply that the crop size was understated last fall. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out here in September. So overall ending stocks for beans up 35 million at 620 million bushels. Uh, on the new crop side, then we did see supplies grow on, a, on the slight uptick in acreage size, uh, but they did bump crush estimates again for new crop at uh, 2160. So overall, uh, carryout goes from 395 million on new crop to 425 million. So really not too far off from what the market was expecting uh, going into today. So Eric, your thoughts on today's bean numbers? Right. So definitely with the bean numbers, you know, it wasn't 
as neutral, it was a little bit um, on the downside just because they they upped the carry out a little bit there. But, you know, we're still seeing that there's a lot of domestic demand for the soybean crush. Um, like Luke said, you said there, um, the NOPA crush numbers continue to go higher. The USDA is shooting for higher crush numbers there. So there's kind of no doubt that the there's demand out there. The other aspect of that that we're still watching is the export demand. You know, is China going to come in and fulfill their phase one deals? And right now with the tensions going on in the market, it's kind of questionable what's going to happen there. Um, looking forward here, you know, we see that the, the soybean acres were a little bit unchanged to a little bit higher from the June 30th report, too. So we got to watch and see, are we actually going to produce the crop? Look at the weather going forward here and say, you know, are we going to catch these rains in August when um, we really need to make the, make or break the bean crop? Yeah. And, you know, you just said it right there. The bean market's on a different seasonal calendar than corn is. Uh, for that reason, you know, we're impacting the bean crop later than corn. And I don't know, Eric, I look at the balance sheet and, you know, you still have some risk out there on the production end on beans. I mean, if we shave a bushel or two off of the yield, not saying that will happen, but uh, the risk is there that it could, uh, you know, the market's going to have to price in uh, some of that risk. And so, uh, those opportunities could potentially be in front of us yet in the bean market, but we just have to, we have to grow the crop, right? That's why we grow it. Yep. So, uh, want to transition here a little bit. Uh, today's report's fairly fairly standard, no major surprises. I uh, want to transition into a program that CVA uh, is running uh, now in our fourth year of offering the CVA Honors Program. Eric, what is the, the CVA's Honors Program? The CVA Honors Program is a program where we combine both agronomy and the grain side here. And where we basically make, the farmer would make a cash sale to the grain side. And with that sale, we would add a 15 cent premium onto the market. And you would also get a 10 cent premium towards agronomy purchases from CVA. Yeah, so really you're combining uh, the two. Uh, you're gonna get a 15 cent premium coming to a CVA asset. You've got some money that you can apply towards some of your ag inputs. Um, and for that, there's an offer against your 21 crop. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So this offer against your 21 crop is basically what is allowing this premium to come up front now. So the, the offer levels are not um, guaranteed yet, but we're going to be working on that here next week. And um, from July 13th through August 14th, we're going to be running this program. Absolutely. And uh, some of the benefits to the producer's operation, what would those be? With this, you can definitely get up to $50 an acre credit, depending if you do corner beans, both. And if you also use the agronomy credit, you know, on the agronomy side, they offer a lot of different products this year. I know it's fungicide, seed, um, some ACS work. So there's a lot of different things that we can add value to your operation other than just selling grain to a CVA asset. Really, with this rally, uh, you know, in the last, uh, oh, I'd say three weeks with the corn market perking up, basis has gotten a little defensive. And so, uh, really, the opportunity to catch an additional 15 cents uh, on CBA's basis uh, to our facilities is attractive at this time. Um, you know, really, exports uh, for corn and beans, both on old crop, have been uh, really competitive lately. So, uh, rail value is good uh, within the CVA network. And so you, you can certainly secure some attractive basis levels by taking advantage of the CVA honors program uh, that's coming out here over the next uh, month. So as we look ahead, Eric, um, we've got the honors program. You know, we've got, you know, maybe another week or two of some 
impactful weather pollination wise for corn. I guess what are three things that farmers can be thinking about here over the next three to four weeks? Right. I think, you know, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but we need to be taking advantage of these rallies that we're seeing. Um, I know there's still a lot of old crop out there that we need to be looking at pricing. So if we do get a good market rally here, um, we need to be taking advantage of that. In the likewise, we need to be looking at new crop here. You know, if we see some good jumps and some good carries in the corn market, we really need to um, take advantage of that as well and get some HGA offers out there for the December crop. And we also need to be watching the basis deal here. You know, if if corn prices keep trending higher, we might see basis continue getting weaker. But it also depends on if the farmer's selling and at what levels they're selling at too. Wonderful. Well, Eric, appreciate you coming on the on the show today. That's going to do it for episode number four of the CVA Grain Exchange. Join us next month as we take a look at the August S&D report. Thanks for listening to the CVA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA Grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com grain or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month and until then, stay safe.